Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm Tom. And I'm so happy to be back. One shy, one week shy of our anniversary, guys. Oh, can you believe it's been a year already? Just think, it was a year ago this week we didn't know who each other were, except for me and Tom. It was a year ago this week that me and you became friends on Facebook, Julia, because Facebook made an anniversary video. For did us. they really? Oh, they did. You need to share that. that. Yeah, you do need to share that. It's the most boring video, though, because we don't have any posts or pictures <laughs> together, so it's just kind of like our names. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Good job, Wait, Zuck. It's funny because one of me and one of my close friends had an anniversary video, and he's a close friend. We just don't have a lot of pictures together, mm-hmm. but literally our anniversary video, the post they shared was five years worth of like, happy birthday, happy birthday, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> that is. So was it a year epic. ago today or around this year that we first spoke on the phone? I Wasn't think it was like a few a, days ago. Yeah, I think it was, it a, few was days a few days ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That is. I'm excited about our anniversary. I feel like episode. I've known you guys longer than a year. Yeah, it does feel like that. We've been through a lot this year, guys. We've been through a lot. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. For better or worse, we'll find out soon. We are covering another Hallmark-esque movie tonight. Although, can we say Netflix-esque? It is totally a Netflix Hallmark movie. I think that's the best way. Yeah. Um, So we're talking tonight about 2017's A Christmas Prince from Netflix. Um, And Tom, I think you've got a synopsis for us. Sure. Amber, a young reporter trying to make a name for herself as a journalist, is sent to Aldovia on assignment to get the scoop on the playboy Prince Richard set to ascend the throne. When she's mistaken for Princess Emily's American tutor... Amber jumps at the opportunity to get unfettered access to the prince and ultimately learns an earth-shattering secret from the royal family. She's now in the middle of the monarchy's intrigue as she falls for Prince Richard. As the secret is revealed and her true identity is brought to light, Amber heads back to the United States alone and heartbroken for Christmas. Good synopsis. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm kind of enjoying writing the synopsis. That's one thing I don't enjoy. (laughs) I always Google synopsis for said movie and then take the first paragraph that comes up on Google results. (laughs) Well, this one is far better than a Google result. So well done, Tom. So this movie history um, just in the social media world with some sassy 
Netflix comments about a select group of people that watched this movie pretty regularly during the Christmas season last year. And after watching it, I'm just going to skip into my history. After watching it, I can kind of see why I liked this movie. And it's very Christmassy, which made me very happy today on a very dreary, rainy Oklahoma day. So It was dreary and rainy um, here too. Dreary, but it felt amazing. It did. But I like the movie. Um, I'll definitely watch it again. And uh, I was happy with it. What about you, Tom? So I had not watched it before. I, I got in, I followed all the hype about it. And as we were getting ready to watch it, I could not believe how much people talked about this this film. I mean, just all over the place. People, some people love it. Some people hated it. Um, but I sat down to watch it yesterday. And well done, Netflix. Well done. Anthony. So I hadn't watched it before this evening, uh, but you know, I've heard a lot about it just via social medias over the past year. I thought it was okay. I think uh, following last week's film definitely helped it in, for me personally. So there has Hallmark has done more than a few movies about like this the common woman meeting the princely royal around Christmas and falling in love. And I have to say, I actually like a lot of the Hallmark ones better than this. Um, Interesting. Why? A lot of it comes down to the acting. I didn't, li- I didn't find these two had the chops or the chemistry. Mm. And Disagree. <laughs> I always say Hallmark movies feel rushed. <laughs> Their romance in this one felt uber rushed. So, um, And I had other complaints too, but... Like I said, I, I found this movie okay. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to watch it again, but I mean, if Sarah had it on or somebody had it on, I'd definitely sit down and wouldn't leave the room. Um, well, let's cover the credits real fast. So it was directed by Alex Zam, who has a pretty good history of movies. Lots of twos in the titles of his movies. Um, the Pooch and the Popper, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, Tooth Fairy 2, which I didn't even know existed, but apparently it's the one where Larry the Cable Guy played the role of The Rock as the Tooth Fairy. Oh, so he's a big Larry the Cable Guy fan because wasn't Larry the Cable Guy in Jingle All the Way 2? Oh, another one of his movies. <laughs> um, he did episodes of Dog with a Blog, which I hate that show. As well as the 2017 Woody Woodpecker, which I did not know existed. Me either. I mean... It's on Netflix. (laughs) All right. There you go. (laughs) And he has one Christmas credit to his name aside from this one, which is Christmas in Evergreen, which I'm not familiar with either. That disco would be familiar with it because it's a Candace Cameron Burr film and uh, Ah. he loves her. We'll find our way around to that one eventually, I will bet. But... uh, he also had Jingle All the Way, too. We mentioned it earlier, but that's three Christmas credits to his name. Having done so many sequels, he was not brought in to do the sequel to this film. Yeah, I did notice that. I was just about to ask about that. I wonder what that means. Seeing that there is a sequel was a bit of a spoiler for me. It kind of ruined it, honestly, because at the beginning, I was like, I don't think these two are going to get married. Is it because they had no chemistry? No. <laughs> Um, so it was written by Karen Shaler, who's known for travel therapy and the upcoming Christmas camp, uh, also known for spoiler alert, a Christmas Prince, the Royal wedding, which is coming up. 
Um, I need oh, to make an amendment. Christmas in Evergreen was not a Candace Cameron Burr movie. And I Googled that just now because uh, Disco 54 gets a little sassy and I didn't want to uh, <laughs> be corrected on Reddit. So I'm correcting myself. So apologies, Disco. <laughs> <laughs> so our cast, at least the main people, is pretty small. So Amber, our main heroine, is played by Rose MacGyver. Um, she's been acting since she was three and has appeared in The Piano. Xena Warrior Princess, The Lovely Bones. She was the Yellow Power Ranger. Um, also in Masters of Sex, Once Upon a Time as Tinkerbell, I Zombie, and she is currently filming A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding, which I'm glad they're bringing back our current cast because I hate it when they change people for sequels. I, I was kind of sad to not see her eat any humans at all through this whole film. Do you watch <laughs> I Zombie? I, I have. That's the only frame of reference I have for her prior to this oh. film. Uh, I've seen her in a lot. Really? I've seen, her, I've seen her in The Lovely Bones, Once Upon a Time, I Zombie, Masters of Sex. Um, so Prince Richard, the young, the one that's alive in this movie, um, is played by Ben Lamb. He was in Divergent, Now You See Me Too, The White Queen, and A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Um, he was not cute enough for me. I'm sorry. Not he was very wooden to me. He just wasn't cute enough for um, this role. For a prince, you've got to be a lot cuter. My problem with him is more um, has to do with Divergent, which is, in my opinion, one of the uh, worst, one of the worst books made movie. So that whole who series. Who was he in Divergent? Was he like a dauntless person or something? Um, he played Edward, the guy who was stabbed in the left eye with the butter knife. I don't remember that. Is that telling of the movie? I never <laughs> read the books. Oh, they're good books. Yeah, I've heard they are. And I've heard a lot of people disappointed with the movie compared oh to the my. books. The movie. Aren't they, aren't they making a Legion Part 2 as a made-for-TV movie because the yes. third one didn't get enough <clears throat> money? Yes. I mean, I didn't like the movies. I like the books, but I feel bad for the people who really like the movies who aren't going to get a proper ending. To oh. it. Yeah. They'll get a proper ending. They'll get what they deserve if they like those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm serious. If I had not read the books before, there's no way I would have picked them up afterwards. Oh, oh. me either. I 100% agree with you. Um, we also have Princess Emily. So it's Richard's sister who is in a wheelchair, played by Honor Neefsey. Um, started acting when she was seven and has appeared in Our Zoo, Sherlock, Crooked House, Abducted, and is not returning for the sequel. And I hope that means she's not even in it, right? Like her character is not even in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Because again, I hate it when they switch people. Um, the I thought, you, I thought you meant because you hated her character. So the residing queen alice Kriege. um her acting career dates back to 1976 she's been in chariots of fire king david star trek first contact that's where i first saw her she was a creepy borg queen yeah. yep. um star trek voyager reign of fire six feet under deadwood the sorcerer's apprentice mi5 thor the dark world and the one place i really <sighs> really really know her from is silent hill yep. which is like the scariest movie i've ever seen in my entire life that movie gives me nightmares the original is really good yeah she was that terrifying well, the one that everybody worshipped at the end um also in very small roles but very uh dislikable people um lady sophia is played by emma louise saunders and simon by theo devaney 
um, who was in Supernatural, apparently. Um, I wonder if we'll ever cover Supernatural on this show, guys. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> Could it be a good Halloween episode? Do they ever do a Christmas episode? Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> might we think about bringing on a special guest for that one? <gasps> That's a really? good idea. That's a really good idea we just had right now. Literally the second. That's entirely new information. <laughs> so can I kick off the general discussion? Please do. No. I'm, I'm going to listen to the host of this episode, Tom, and not you. Uh, <laughs> um, so right off the bat, it put me in the Christmas mood. Oh, yeah. uh, zooming in over snowy New York and the one shot of Chicago and <laughs> mixed in what? there. What was the one shot of Chicago? <laughs> Where they show the Chicago flag in front of the, <laughs> in front of the building. Why did um, they put Chicago in there? The entire film was filmed in Romania. And so all of the U.S. footage is stock photos. Oh, how funny. And it was mislabeled. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah. But I'm with you. All of the, give me New York at Christmas time. And like, it doesn't matter if they halfway do it. And mm-hmm. like none of the pictures have Christmas lights in them. That's it. It's Christmas. I'm there and I'm in it. And it makes me so happy. The director was quoted as saying, sometimes things that slip through the cracks and footage is mislabeled at stock houses. Gratefully in the shot in question, the focus of the shot is on the building, not the landmark bridge. My hope is that for the vast majority of viewers, the error doesn't detract from the viewing experience and the shot can be enjoyed for its intended purpose. An urban office building in the winter in an opening credits montage and then he said, and I look forward to eventually setting a film in Chicago. And who knows? Maybe I'll slip in a New York City shot, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the only people who probably notice it are, well. I noticed it because I saw the flag and I had a scene, you know, in the scene, they go through and you see the New York Public Library, Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, they show Rockefeller Center and the Statue of Liberty. So when you see the, the, the Chicago flag, it's like, ding, ding, ding. Jarring. <laughs> If, if it hadn't been for the flag, I never would have noticed. And I doubt most New Yorkers would have either because it's just a, uh, a random looking building, you know? It was beautiful, though. I mean, they really set the tone and the atmosphere very, very well in this movie to me. And the music, even with the music, um, I, was, I was just, all of that was very pleasing, which, I mean, when I watch a Hallmark movie, a Hallmark Christmas movie, that's exactly what I'm looking for, and it almost never disappoints. Um, so I, it's very in keeping with that. It's, yeah, kind of like uh, All I Want for Christmas. I feel like <laughs> in real life, just to jump around for a minute, uh, if when Prince Charles or Prince William becomes King of England, they're not going to hold the coronation on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Yeah, I thought about that too. Seems like poor timing. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the coronation itself isn't like will he, won't he. The coronation's just a matter of formality, right? I mean, mm. yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of qualms I have with this movie that I'm willing to readily willing to overlook. That was a very sad coronation, by the way. Yeah. What kind of coronation is that? He's just in a regular suit in front of like the government members like no members of public or anyone watching that's like wow i wouldn't want to become king of that country either well Aldovi is probably teeny tiny by the but did 
I kept thinking of Genovia from The Princess uh, Diaries. Yes, yes, that's right. And then Andalasia came up too, just because of the A from yep. from uh, Enchanted. Enchanted, golly! I read. Somebody, but yeah, I totally kept thinking about. I read somebody on Twitter had said, uh, "I wonder if Aldovia is next to Genovia." <laughs> <laughs> also, what's with all these tiny, tiny kingdoms? They all have the British accents. It must have been a uh, Commonwealth country yeah so well, i wouldn't think a commonwealth though would have had royalty i think that would have been pretty oh yeah good point nipped at the bud pretty early on yeah true. i guess there are just a bunch of ubiquitous white countries with british accents throughout the world <laughs> although i swear that little girl doing the english accent was doing a completely different accent than the queen or the princess or whoever that was i call foul on lady sophia's accent I don't have Internet Movie Database up in front of me, but I would bet some real monies that she is not. How, about, how much are you on bet? I'll pull it up right now. I'll bet <laughs> you a Christmas ornament of my choosing. <laughs> Let's look. I don't mind doing that. Princess and, Sophia? Yeah. Where's she from? Uh, Emma Louise Saunders. That's a very British last name. They don't even say on IMDb. <laughs> they don't. They don't even no, say. No way to settle it. Oh, somebody somewhere on the interwebs. One of those 68 people that watched it, what, 50 days in a row. <laughs> one of them knows the truth. It didn't sound, I don't know. It's probably on par with the acting that I expect Anthony's about to talk about. <laughs> um, that it, it was it was what I expect from Hallmark acting. Um there were definitely some forehead slapping moments for me where I'm like, oh, one, the writer, you wrote that. And two, oh, you couldn't deliver it better than that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I can pass over a lot of that stuff in a movie of this nature. So while we're on the topic of this kingdom, the castle features in another royal Christmas movie called A Princess for Christmas. It's the same castle. Really interesting. And also, while we're saying the kingdom name reminds us of Disney movies, Mm -hmm. was anyone else? I just (laughs) thought the scene where he saved her from the wolf in the middle of the snowy forest reminded me of a very (laughs) yep, except a much less exciting version. (laughs) (laughs) But you thought that too, right? Like, yeah, I totally thought that. Yep, I do now. Yeah, (laughs) you do now. Um, this movie had a lot of echoes of other movies, which makes you say it wasn't a really original idea. It definitely wasn't. Again, like you said, there's lots of princes and princess around, you know, that whole Trope. meeting under the guise of other, you know, circumstances. And but that so, doesn't mean I stop liking them. I actually have a question for you guys. I don't know if you would know off the top of your head, but... There, like you just said, there have been a lot of these movies. What is one of your favorite ones? Like, is this top of your list in this sub Christmas genre? Specifically, where a where girl falls in love with a boy that happens to be a royal. A common girl falls in love with a prince at Christmas time. Is this the top of your list? Because for me, it's I'll say it's a Hallmark movie with. What's the girl's name from the Wonder Years? Crown for Christmas, though, is the name of it. I like that one. Where she's a nanny and goes over. I like that one. I don't know that one. 
I think I saw that one this last season, but it was one of those I didn't see all the way through. Are It was the Wonder Years girl? Are you sure? Yeah. Winnie Cooper. There was that, one with the party of five girl also, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I would, this is probably my favorite one, but only because I can't really sit and think about, I can't separate them all. Yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a trope I typically seek out at Christmas time. Yeah. I don't seek it out, but I'm surprised giving you guys watch Hallmark all the time and there are like 20 of them on Hallmark every year. Well, again, it's like white noise. It just washes over me and they all run together. Inevitably when Marty and I watch one, we're like, is this the one where she gets stranded (laughs) in a town or is this the one where (laughs) he's trying to get away from his past? That's totally fair. I mean, yeah. I, I admitted no last month I picked the Nine Lives of <laughs> Christmas because of the name because oh, yeah. I couldn't remember any of them <laughs> other ones. <laughs> well, Although for remember- listeners, we have Literary September coming up, and I'm just going to do a spoiler right now. We are going to be covering movies that have book counterparts, and one of them is going to be The Christmas Train, which is a John Baldacci book and a hallmark movie but like a hallmark movie with tons of money thrown at it because they've got like beautiful people in it like one of the dermots is in it dermot mulrooney and i mean like danny glover Glover and kimberly cuter mcface and joan cusack yes so really good stuff coming in for those of you listening that really love hallmark movies i feel like that one's going to set itself apart if for no other reason than the cast so and all that to say read it because we will have a bonus episode on our patreon where we discuss the book itself in depth um i did like how i don't know it became kind of cliche the people the all the positive reviews i read about this movie and the negative reviews said the same thing um it's really predictable it's really (laughs) generic and it's a really terrible movie but it's just comes down to whether it's a terrible that you like or don't like um Mm -hmm. i read one person on twitter uh, at B Babs said watching Christmas pr- Prince on Netflix as my first homework esque rom-com watch of the season so far blonde girl next door as the protagonist check media job check nightmare boss check sassy black friend slash colleague check sassy gay friend slash colleague check smiles <laughs> <laughs> boy her boss was a just intolerable and I want to do it one more Twitter shout out to a guy uh, at Tony Dossett said, uh, words can't describe how bad a Christmas Prince is. Words also can't describe how good it is. And I think that's where I land on this movie. <laughs> I could see that. So if you think the atmosphere was less thick and beautiful, you would have liked it less. I think that's me. I found the atmosphere very beautiful, but I found it more wintry than Christmassy, if that makes sense. Oh, there was enough garland in it for it to be Christmassy to me. Yeah, not for me. It was no. it was a tasteful royal Christmas. Yeah. That's how I would I, imagine a royal living space looking at the holidays. I liked her dad's Christmas decorations in his <laughs> restaurant, too, where they were a little, I feel like, appropriate for that setting. Yeah, totally. Um, and I don't know if he was supposed to have a New York accent or what, but I could not understand him a lot of the time. And I don't, but I don't feel like it was a New York accent. Was it? I didn't register it. So yeah, that, that's. I feel like it was somebody trying to do their interpretation of New York, but the guy was probably from Boston. I'm not sure. but Can you do your New York confusing. accent right now? I don't have a New York accent. <laughs> um, the guy, the, the, the dad was just cringeworthy to me. 
I liked his character, though. But all of his advice to his daughter read like a fortune cookie. <laughs> he even said that, didn't he? Oh, did he? <laughs> I think he even says at some point. Doesn't he? <laughs> I don't remember, but 100% accurate, Tom, the description. Well, if he said it, then that's why I'm remembering it. If not, it was just like, oh, you got to take chances. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's really helped me a lot, Dad. What do I do if I do something I shouldn't do? Follow your heart. Like, <laughs> um, the other thing that stuck out and bugged the crap out of me um, that I had to go look for, I couldn't read the name when, when she was in her boss's office and they had that big Now magazine behind him. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read this, the person's name and it looks like they just left like the standard text instead of having the singer's name. It just says pop singer. Oh my God. <laughs> but he did have little uh, lighted Christmas trees on his desk. So that was not really in keeping with his character. Mm-mm. MIO. So yeah, I feel like there'd be very real consequences for what she did. Um, so let's talk about her professionalism for a minute, right? Or lack thereof. <laughs> she goes to this country where she's going to be trying to score an interview. I mean, that's the ultimate goal here. She wants to talk to some of the royal family, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't a pair of shoes she brought with Chucks? <laughs> <laughs> and she looked like a sorority girl's wardrobe. I mean... Uh-huh. Yeah, I... Mm. You want to talk about how horrible her bosses were? Like, she got that. She landed the interview and got it. And at the end, they wouldn't run it because it was too nice to them. I feel like there has to be a certain level of uh, palace intrigue, so to speak. And You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's not the first time a heroine has lied about what they're doing as a means to an end, but her doing it kind of bothered me the whole movie more than it has another. I can think of zero examples, which I know is super helpful, but never been kissed. Yeah. Like never, exactly. Never been kissed. Didn't bother me at all. Don't me either. Uh, I love that movie, but like in this one, I felt icky thinking about the fact that she was lying to not for long, the little girl, because she figured it out, but just, I don't know. I didn't like that. I think she could have done better than the prince, look-wise. <laughs> she totally could have done better than him. She was really cute and pretty. And he is just not. She he had is. a personality. He didn't even have a personality, in my opinion. Yeah. He was so wooden. He was awful with that beard. That beard was terrible. It was not a good beard. It was hobo-esque. Yeah, I didn't like it. Santa or hobo? Well, and he cannot do a beard. That no. actor, no. Not made for a beard. Tom, no. made for a beard. Anthony, made for a beard. Not this guy. Um, but even when it was all shaved off, I'm like, oh, he's going to be super cute now. And he just wasn't. It wasn't there. I, I, so we haven't really gone through the whole, the whole story. This, when she gets to... to Aldovia, she tries to hail a cab and some bearded jerk takes the cab from her. She gets to the house. She gets confused for the princess's English or American tutor who's coming to to tutor her because she has spina bifida and can't. The family doesn't want her going to school. She finds out the bearded jerk was the prince. And slowly through the movie, she begins to fall for him. Then, while she is um, away with him after he scares away a wolf that's trying to eat her, she got bucked from a horse while following him. They go to this cabin that his dad owned, and 
she just so happened to find some secret hidden compartment in the desk that kept uh, one file, and in the file was the prince's birth certificate, his, his original birth certificate, his adoption record, and his modified birth certificate. Um, and the prince so did I not did, know he was do- adopted. So I did love the scene when he finds out he's adopted and him and his mother are that conversation. And he forgives her on the spot. I thought I that like was, that. I, pro- I thought that was probably his best acting in the film. And I found that moment genuinely sweet when mm-hmm. he calls her his mother and they hug it out. Yeah. But I like that. This is why it's good to be honest with your children about adoption. Open adoption is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You never have these moments later in life. Adopted dad making a plug here. And then Lady Sophia, who was a former love interest of the princess who wanted him for his throne, um, does not trust Amber, our protagonist. And she searches through her stuff and finds a copy of the birth certificate because, of course, she's the reporter is going to steal this birth certificate and all this information and leave it carelessly in her room where it's easily discovered. And at his coronation, they out him as adopted and question his legal succession or his legal claim to succession of the throne. So this whole storyline with the two people who kind of want to take the throne from him, very Princess Diaries too. This exactly. whole back and forth with him, with the prince's mindset, do I take the throne or not? Am I going to give it up or not? If I don't, it's going to go to these people. Mm-hmm. And then kind of scheming, trying to take the throne from him. All I could think about was the Princess Diaries. Yep, me too. Exactly. I just saw the Princess Diary 2 the other, right before I saw this, and that's all I could think as well. I didn't like the sequel. I loved I the first not, one, though. I did not like it nearly as much. I the first one. Um, I will say, as far as the casting of the royal family goes, uh, this movie did just as well as The Princess Diaries, which is saying a lot. You right. think so? Give me Julie Andrews any day of the week. Julie, yeah. Andrews, Julie Andrews did a great job. but Hector the, Elizondo. The, the mother of this film was just, she blew me away. I thought she was okay. I liked Julie Andrews, and I liked uh, trying to think of another big royal. Okay, so uh, What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. I like the mm. matriarch of that family better, too. Mm. Colin Firth's mom. I forget the actress's name, but she was really good, too. The um, toboggan part uh, with the mom on the staircase was fantastic. I loved that. I loved that. She finds out the kids were doing this thing, particularly her daughter, who, you know, again, put her daughter on a sled. And that's terrifying for the mom because they've sheltered her whole life. And the way she reacted to it was so great. I love that. Did she not seem a little, um, she must have had the daughter a little late in life, right? I feel like they cast her a bit old. The difference, yeah, seems, yeah. Suspect. Yes, agree. I mean, it would make more sense to me if she were the adopted one. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Since this lady had her when she was like 74. Right, exactly. And her son was so, and her son was approaching 40. Well, so was the daughter also adopted because she said we got married and then we found out we couldn't have kids. <gasps> good good eye, Julia. Plot. I so, she must have been adopted. So, yeah, so I wonder. But I kept ex- so here's what I thought was going to happen. I mean, even though I kind of knew what was going to happen, I'm like they're going to throw a wrench into the plans and what's going to happen is the daughter will succeed the throne, which will take care of the son, not really wanting to, and it'll break that whole gender, you know, 
issue that always comes up in royal ones about how, well, girls can't succeed. Isn't that unfair? She even mentions it. So I thought it was the gun on the mantelpiece, but it wasn't. And that bothered me. I would have loved that. I'm that so glad girl everybody knows women can't rule. <laughs> I mean, just look at England. They've had this horrible <laughs> experience with this, this god-awful queen. No, I'm just totally kidding, obviously. <laughs> That's an outdated rule anyway. That's no longer the rule in England anyway. Mm-hmm. We're not in England this. here, Anthony. We're in Aldovia, where we uh, have four nations on Christmas Eve without the public. Give, give me the queen's Christmas speech over a coronation any day. I liked the the poem that the dad left that the young Richard reads to Amber. That little letter was hidden in the in the acorn ornament. That was neat. I enjoyed that. I mean, you know, he's got this this what was what was that the jerk's name who was trying to steal the throne? What's the name of the movie? Theodore? Simon. Simon. Simon Alvin Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> In Supernatural, that actor played the King of Hell's son. So, fitting role for him. All so, right, so I could see that. In this, Simon is openly mocking the king's handmade ornaments mm-hmm. in a family full of royalty. I, mm, the recently dead king's handmade ornaments. Yeah. I don't think that would fly at all. He was wholly unlikable. So that was successful. That's another trope. That was, going back to my favorite royal movie, The Crown for Christmas, the royalty, the royal sticklers don't want the handmade stuff on the tree and then you know this american girl who came over to be the nanny just wants to lighten up the kid's life so they decorate it with handmade ornaments and yeah oh my gosh that's funny that's specific yeah there's nothing original in this movie at all but that doesn't change the fact that i like it so shall we rank it on that note unless anybody has any favorite quotes or scenes oh it was just a treasure trove of quotes (laughs) definitely falls into that hallmark trap of they don't have memorable lines yeah dear Um, hallmark lifetime netflix if any executives are listening can you just make it a little bit more of an effort to give us more quotable movies if any executives are listening i want to pitch you a movie right now three young adults hosting a christmas podcast and i know three people who will write it for you so hey (laughs) um before we rank it though does this movie pass the linus test I don't think so. I think it has some sweet moments, but I don't think it's that Christmas realization moment. Mm-mm. I don't I, see it. I think it does. I think it does. If nothing else, for the fact that um, the real Linus moment for me is is the family coming together at Christmas. The you know the that moment where he decides he's not mad anymore. He loves his mom. She's his mom. All of that. That really did ring of a Linus. Well, I guess it still wasn't Christmas, was it? Yeah. No, it was personal growth but not the line this moment. Oh, but before we rank it, I do have one more scene to bring up. I felt zero emotions when he proposed to her purely for the bad acting in that scene. When she was like, when he, when he got down on knee and asked her or whatever, she didn't even pause. But I'm from New York. I can't like, like, Oh, it was just bad acting or timing or directing or something. I just hated that. Like I hated how it ended. Well, we'll see how it, how it goes in the next one. So I am going to say this movie is mediocre, and I liked it, and I'm giving it a solid 5.0. Nice. Right down the middle. I'm going to give it a 4. I am also going to give it a 4. This came in at 4 and a third. Where does that put it? That is tied with Arthur Christmas. Wow. Really? This movie did a bad mom's Christmas is better than this movie? 
our list is jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't argue with that. As, as I look through the numbers, it's Anthony that's screwing us for list. <laughs> no, it's Anthony who's trying to make the list better. <laughs> Ugh, a bad mom's Christmas was just bad. At least a bad mom's Christmas had a Linus moment. <laughs> It also had a close-up of a guy's junk. Guys have junk in real life. I don't need to see it any more in real life than I do in movies. <laughs> the worst <laughs> argument ever. <laughs> Dogs also puke regularly, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but um, when we're talking that movie, there's no place that's doing a dog little girl fashion pair fashion show for a Christmas <laughs> fundraiser for a shelter. <laughs> oh my god, that movie. People really liked us hating on that movie, though. And that was a fun episode. That turned out to be a really fun episode, actually. That was a fun episode. We only had one person comment on the uh, the hidden little gem at the end. About our inability to do simple math. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Our listeners will be happy to know we came up with a solution. Tom came up with a solution for that. <laughs> and screenshotted it to make it official. <laughs> Although, I'm going to just say, I think we we're still wrong with the day. Because I saw Brian Earl and another Christmas countdown Twitter handle say today was 133 days. And we said yesterday was 133 days. Close enough. It comes we down to it comes down to whether or not you're including the day itself. Right. Uh, okay. that's, that's true. That's all it that's all it is, is where you're where you're calculating. Are you including is it days till Christmas or days up to and including Christmas? Right. Okay. That makes sense then. And I am not including Christmas as the day because we're counting down to it, not. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. with that. So. Got it. So anyway. Well, for those of you that have an opinion on the matter on how we do our countdown or would like to discuss more Hallmark-esque Netflix movies like The Christmas Prince, or even if it's stuff that you want us to put on our schedule, um, Interact with us on our social medias. We're on Twitter at Tis the Pod, Instagram at Tis the Podcast, Facebook at Tis the Podcast. You can see us on our super active subreddit, r slash Tis the Podcast. And I'm forgetting something. Oh, our website, tisthepodcast.com. So speaking of you just saying, if you want to recommend movies, Megan Skiffington messaged us on Facebook. Uh, as Tom said in the message back to her, she is a brave soul because she recommended we cover Deck the Halls, which has a 6% on, on tomatoes. <laughs> Megan, thanks for listening. Deck the Halls will definitely appear on our list probably next year. But uh, you are definitely a brave soul for recommending something so low to us <laughs> especially when you love it so much you are brave so you got your shout out that we promised oh and charlene i'm glad you don't hate us after covering a movie you really like last week i'm glad so if you want more tis the podcast content besides our weekly episodes we also have a patreon account a patreon you can visit uh www.patreon.com slash tis the podcast and you can find bonus episodes there which you can access for as little as a dollar per month we have an extended harry potter episode an extended the office episode an episode on hocus pocus the movie clue and we have some really great content coming down the pipeline via patreon uh, in the coming months discussing the book the christmas train batman noel uh, i'm Christ sure we don't have christmas skipping christmas book i'm sure we don't i mean no we don't have it yet but i'm sure we're going to get closer to halloween and we're going to decide we need to watch and discuss a halloween movie 
And we also are doing the Friends Thanksgiving episodes and Christmas commercials, probably in December, both foreign and domestic. So lots of good stuff. So I recommend if you like the show and want some extra content, check it out. And uh, you can also get a sticker for um, a few more dollars. But yeah, check it out. Next week is we're not covering a movie. We are doing a retrospective of our first year. It's our one year anniversary show. So we will be talking about all the movies we've done so far and talking about the list. We're all going to give our personal top tens as well, which should be fun and interesting. And uh, so I have something for both of you guys, actually. And I was, so I got you both a little something for our one year. Oh, I didn't get you anything. I feel bad. No, I got it because, you know, you two took the spark of an idea I had and made it good. So uh, with this podcast, so I got We're better oh. together. <laughs> Hashtag stronger together. That didn't work for her. anyway. <laughs> um, do you see it? I got that off Etsy. I was going to send oh, it framed to you guys. My gosh. That's amazing. <gasps> How cool is that? That's us as our respective ghosts. Oh, yep. Anthony, that's epic. That is the best thing ever. So I was going to put it in the mail, like actual physical copies with the <laughs> gift. Uh, that's like the best thing ever. But I figured like I'll just do it now because the girl who I wanted to put it, you know, in her sample work. And yeah. uh, I didn't want to have it have to have her wait for like a few weeks until your other thing. So, um. Okay, that's like seriously the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Anthony, it has that's been, amazing. It's on my bucket list to to appear in animated form at some point in my life. So and there. so you have just fulfilled a, a bucket list item. Um, her name is Rosie Baker. And we'll share this on the social medias for you guys listening. Oh, actually, I think we need to change this. What? Our cover photo on everything. Yeah, it totally needs to be. Oh, okay. So her na- you can find her on Facebook. You can follow her page. It's Rosie Josie B Art, and she has a um, Instagram Rosie Josie Biscuit. And on Etsy, she's Rosie Baker, and she does awesome artwork. And she did this awesome piece for us. And uh, I wanted, yeah, she is. Yeah, the art looks British. I can just tell. <laughs> yeah, you guys, if you're listening and you like the artwork when we post on our social medias, you should follow her because she was awesome to deal with too. I actually wanted you guys to have all this stuff physically for our one year, but it didn't work out that way. So I figured I may as well show this to you now. You guys can print it off or whatever you want to do with it. You don't even have to print it if you don't want to. But yeah, I'd like to, I'd love to print that out. That's awesome. It's amazing. Like it's going up in my cubicle. That's where I'm going to put mine too. I only got it like an half an hour. She finished <gasps> it before we recorded tonight. So. It's so good. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, no problem. And thank you, Rosie, for doing it for us. She's also, so when she uploads it as one of her samples on her sites and everything, she's also going to link to our podcast and our Podbean and everything like that. So maybe we'll get a few new listeners out of it. So yeah, happy half early one year gift, guys. Yeah, yeah, I was glad you were able to tell like immediately. It was like the ghosts of the ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say right now, we are now the coolest podcast out there because of this, Anthony. Great job. Yes, absolutely <laughs> official. <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. Thanks, Rosie. Thanks, Anthony. No problem, guys. She even, she even got my chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> Spoiler alert, she didn't get mine. 
<laughs> I've got some news. Do you? What is I it? have some super awesome news. It is only 127 days until Christmas. And guess what? What? That is only that is only 18 weeks, guys. And you know what? That's only eight weeks away from 10 weeks. That's for crazy. your weekly math installation. Which is two and months. Just so you all know, we will share the screenshot so you know that we're right this time. <laughs> the date calendar street calculator screenshot we did. I, I vote we try to find more bloopers and put them at the, after the music. Oh, gosh. That, that was so was funny. Fun. It made my... <laughs> that was so funny. I'm looking forward to next week, and you listeners should be as well, where we get to chit-chat about the past and look forward to the future. So, I Just saying it ahead of next week, I'm pretty sure I can guess all three of our number one films. I would hope we've not changed that much in a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. It's the holiday season. And Santa Claus is coming round The Christmas snow is white on the ground When old Santa gets into town He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll be coming down the chimney down It's the holiday season And Santa Claus has got a toy For every good girl and good little boy Santa's a great big bundle of joy When he's coming down the chimney down When he's coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick Hanging on the Christmas tree It's the holiday season The holiday season So a de doo and dickery dock Don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney down 